Happy 2017, everybody, and welcome to the Savings Angel Show. I'm Josh Elledge, the Chief Executive Angel at SavingsAngel.com, podcasting from Orlando, Florida, where winter was scheduled a couple Fridays ago, and temps are back in the 70s and 80s range. So, sorry to my northern friends, it's a tough life this time of year. As a consumer expert, money-saving advocate, syndicated newspaper columnist, and business coach, I always look forward to a new year because it's a clean slate full of promise for better finances and moving ahead in life. Now, I also like to have fun in life. So on that note, today I want to share with you an interview I had with the Orlando Escape Game. I'm a big fan of those escape game things. Now, if you've never done one, they're really fun. They're a great way to build morale and wonderful memories. Now, I highly recommend doing one for a unique way to spend some time with family and friends or some winter team building. We actually got together and did a triple date. I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. But before we get to that, I have an interview with Greg Jager of USAA about their home buying program. Now, home buying or selling during winter? Yeah, absolutely. You know that I'm all about saving you as much money as possible. And real estate transactions during winter is one huge opportunity for buyers. Now, I don't want to give away all the valuable information that we're going to discuss. But one truth that we share and my friend found out personally is that moving in the winter, even to another state, is much cheaper. And the reason is, is that moving companies aren't as busy because they're eager to work and willing to cut costs. That's just one benefit of many I'm about to share with you. So stay tuned. Let's get ready to save some more money, earn some more money, and live more abundantly here in 2017. Now, before I share the USA interview and all the ways that winter is a wonderful time for those of you who are buyers uh, in the real estate market, I want to encourage you that winter is also the perfect time for cutting your grocery bill. Now, as we have for 10 years now, 10 years, Savings Angels continuing into 2017 by helping families save at the grocery store through our VIP Grocery Saving Membership. So with our VIP Grocery Saving Membership, you get as a free bonus, my on-demand video library. It's got over 80 videos detailing hundreds of ways to save on everyday expenses from groceries to travel to utilities. It's $3.99 a week. You pay in four blocks of time. And guess what? You should have no problem saving your family two, $300 a month or more. And if you don't, just ask for your money back. Ain't no worries. We've been doing this a long time. What we do works on our side. Now you just need to take advantage of all of our hard work. We have a huge team of angels. And what we're doing is we're scouring all the ads. We're looking for all the best coupons. We have one of the hugest coupon databases on the planet. And so what we're constantly looking to do is combine those best high value coupons with your best local sales. And as a result, you get groceries for pennies on the dollar. So if that sounds good, look, I'd love to help you out. Just go to savingsangel.com right now. Give it a try. If it doesn't work out for you, no problem. Just tell Rachel that Josh said, it's totally cool to get your money back. I just don't want you to miss out on, gosh, could you imagine a couple extra hundred dollars in your pocket at the end of every month? That would be so cool. What would you do with that extra two, three, four hundred dollars a month? Might be a vacation, might be, who knows? That's up to you. My job is just to make sure that I'm helping you save that money. 
All right, we've got Greg Jager, who's the president of Residential Real Estate Services at USAA. Greg, thank you so much for joining us. You bet, Josh. Happy to be here. And Greg, what do you do specifically with USAA? And and I guess uh, it kind of in in concert with answering that question, what is it that USAA does? I think a lot of people think of USAA and they think of well, financial services, uh, banking, um, uh, insurances, uh, but but real estate is actually a, a, a pretty big deal with USAA. It it is a big deal, but you're right. I think that most people you know don't look at USAA and think of USAA as having a real estate brokerage and and that's really sort of where my wheelhouse is I'm the president of a real estate brokerage at USAA and you know that provides a unique program unique service to USAA members and I'm I'm eager to could uh, share what that is. I, I'm I'm a very happy USAA member myself, and and uh, so I'm I'm really excited about this benefit. But in this conversation, I, I'd really love to talk about home buying during the winter uh, and doing real estate transactions during the winter. Is there an advantage? There there can really be a distinct advantage, and I think that you know sort of conventional wisdom tells us that you know, we see most of the transactions that occur in real estate buying or selling generally happen during the summer. And I think that that's when probably most of the buyers and sellers are available, you know, and, and they try to do it when, when kids are, are not going to be effective, you know, school change wise. I think you see that as a primary motivator. Frankly, I think even the military, right, tries to do PCSs that way as best they can. We know that some of them happen off cycle. But um, so so why then might winter be a good time? I think that there's a, a, a lot of things that work, you know, in, in the favor of that that buyer or seller. One of the things is just frankly, the, the fact that you have less people out there. You know, we have so many markets today where it's almost like a feeding frenzy. There's limited property available for sale and, and the properties that, you know, out there, they have multiple offers when they come up for sale in the wintertime. You don't have that. If you have a good quality prospect out there, maybe you're the only buyer. And so, you know, you, you tend to have uh, much more access to, you know, to the, the services that are required, the, the mortgage lenders and the appraisers and all that kind of thing. All of them are less busy. They give you a lot more time and, and maybe the seller, they, they're obviously, if they're selling in the winter, they're probably pretty motivated. They've got some reason why they've decided to sell in the winter versus in the, in the summer when most of those transactions occur, maybe they're getting relocated. And so maybe they're more motivated and maybe you have a better chance for, for a deal if you're a buyer. Mm, interesting. So it's almost like if you want to, if you're in the process or you, you desire to make a home purchase, if you do it during these winter months, you might just be able to do it at maybe more of a relaxed pace. That's absolutely right. The, the pace is relaxed. And frankly, even some of the, the things that are involved in you know, the expense side of it get relaxed. An example of that, you know, I, I know obviously that, that many service members, you know, uh, pursue a, a move from a, a Diddy perspective. But if you're somebody that's using a move, a professional moving company, for example, during the, the winter, they have much less demand, demand for their services and they're trying to keep their people gainfully employed and they're going to be, you know, more competitive on the pricing of their rates to, to move your goods in the winter than they are in the summer. So there's a lot of things like that 
that work in in the favor of somebody that's trying to transact in the wintertime. Well, I like being a super smart shopper and buyer, so I really like the things that you're sharing. And specifically, um, I know NerdWallet did some research that showed that if you're a buyer, you're probably in a good position price-wise for the home itself. You're right. That Their study showed that uh, during January and February, comparing you know similar type homes that are selling, on average, uh, they'll sell for somewhere just shy of eight and a half percent less during that January to February time frame versus, you know, during the peak of the season, you know, June through August, that summer buying season. And again, I think that's all supply and demand related. You don't have, you know, throngs of buyers out there. And so sellers are, are a little bit more accommodating to sort of take who comes along. And so they're going to be a little bit more negotiable. Near, nearly eight and a half percent is pretty significant. If you're talking about a two hundred thousand dollar home, and you, you put you know you putting that on a mortgage uh, by the end of that mortgage, that that is quite a significant savings. Or it might give you the position where if you've got savings, you've got a little bit of extra budget that 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 you could put into um, repairs or remodeling some of the home as well. You bet carpet, curtains, all of those kind of things that, you know, are, are common expenses when you enter the home. So if you're a buyer and there's less inventory than in the winter, what does that mean then? So if, if you're a buyer, it, it also means that, you know, while there are less buyers out there competing for that, that inventory, it means there's less choices, uh, which, frankly... From what I've seen and what I've personally experienced, you know, some, somebody might say, oh, well, that's a negative because there just isn't as much out there to choose from. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll use this as an example. My wife and I just uh, are going out looking for a sofa, and it's overwhelming the choices of sofas that are out there. How do you narrow that down? You know, when, when you're in the peak of the buying season and everybody has their home on the market, some of that same phenomena occurs when you're out looking at houses. You know, it's you go and you look at 15 houses in a day with a real estate agent and you can't remember those night. I remember that nice feature, but I don't remember which house that was even in or what neighborhood that was in. You know, again, that whole comment you made about it being a more relaxed pace, I think can actually be a little bit soothing to a consumer who's out there trying to buy. You know, yeah, their, absolutely. Their choices are minimized. And so it's, it's a little bit easier to make them. So if you're in a position where you need to sell your home and it's during the winter, I guess, what would you want to do to be in a better position? So, you know, if you if you think about just the, the difference of of what it looks like in the wintertime, you know, the, the leaves are off the trees, the flowers aren't blooming, the sunshine is the amount of, you know, available daylight is is much less. I think that using a professional real estate agent, I'm a big fan of that, um, can, they're, they're knowledgeable and can work with you about all kinds of tips and techniques that help the house be its most presentable in the wintertime. Things from simple things, from uh, increasing the wattage in exterior light fixtures so that if some, somebody shows up to view it at dusk and the house isn't as visible, then raise the light of the, the wattage of the lighting on the outside and in the inside of the house. Rearranging furniture so that the limited sunlight that is available infiltrates the home in the best possible way um, so that it's, it's the most presentable when people come through. 
There are a lot of tips and techniques like that that a professional real estate agent is well apprised of and can help a seller, you know, set the home up in the in the most appropriate way. Yeah, it sounds like you and I both each have opinions on working with a, a good real estate agent. We'll definitely talk about that in our conversation, in our interview next week. Um, but I really wanted to chat about um, USA's Real Estate Rewards Network because it's it's pretty unique. And I think it solves a major problem uh, that exists uh, if you're buying and selling a home. Can you kind of explain how it works Sure. So I said before that I, I I run that real estate brokerage at USAA. In that brokerage, we run, we run a program that we call the Real Estate Reward Network. And essentially, members come to us, and I refer them out to a network of 16,000 agents that we have nationwide that participate in this program. They receive specific training about, you know, military moves and that kind of thing and the uniquenesses of them. And and are well apprised to to be in a position to you know support the members. You know, they're full time agents. They they've got to have a certain amount of seasoning. They receive training from us twice a year, and so forth. All the kind of things that you expect from USAA, you know, to have a a, a satisfying and gratifying experience. But the the two key things I think maybe three that that come out of that. One is we assign a concierge to each individual who's working in this program. That's a person that's not tied to the commission. They're paid a salary that, that you know, we pay out of the, the resources of the program. And their sole mission in life is to ensure that, you know, the, the member who's buying or selling or both has a gratifying experience and they will do whatever it takes to help ensure that. And that's one of the reasons why the program is ranked so high. The, the second is that, um, it's about leverage, you know, because I'm I'm bringing a bunch of of buying and selling traffic, you know, forty almost forty eight thousand transactions in 2016 to this network. Um, you know, when when mem- you know, real estate can be bumpy, and when members have problems and and they need support, you know, they've got USAA and our partners in this program, you know, who's standing behind them, helping to resolve issues, which is a really big deal when something shows up in the buying or selling process. And then the last is, is the rewards that we give to the members. Uh, we, um, we earn referral fees that's traditional in the real estate network, but what isn't traditional is actually sharing them back to the consumer. And in 2016, we'll, we've shared back over $56 million worth of those referral fees to the members. And that's a big deal. Wow. So just so just to recap, as I'm kind of taking notes as you're explaining. So number one, you get access to a concierge, which, again, if you're just buying a home on your own, uh, you're, you're not going to get that. And and oftentimes, you know, in buying and selling properties, I, I've always wondered, I'm like, you know, yeah, I'm paying my real estate agent and they should be working on my behalf. Um, but unless there's a serious, serious, serious problem, you really don't have a lot of recourse if you're not, if you're just, you know, generally not maybe thrilled with the service that you got. That's right. I mean, when something comes up, and, and, you know, look, it, it, things happen. You know, it is a you go through a house and you see that, I don't know, antique dining room lamp that's really attractive. And that's what tips the scale for you to make an offer on this this house. And when you move in, a different light fixture is there. And, you know, now you're in this this 
argumentation between the listing agent and the seller and the agent that represented you and maybe their brokers about where is this thing and is it going to get back there and why not and when. And a lot of times, you know, unfortunately, it's crickets. You know, nobody wants to, to jump in and, and resolve it. And that's a pretty easy one, I think, to resolve, especially if it was committed to be there. But, you know, some of them get a lot more detailed than that. And, you know, I think the beauty of this is, you know, I'm working with, with brokers, you know, above those agents that maybe those brokers are closing a thousand transactions in a year, you know, in concert with USA and our members. And if I ask them to help resolve it, they're going to resolve it. And, and I think that's a key difference, you know, to what you just described when you're out there kind of going it alone, that you really get the, the strength of USA and our partners helping stand behind this transaction. And obviously the concierge working closely with the members to help things stay on the, on the rails, but when, when they get off the rails, doing everything that's required to, to get it resolved. And, and Greg, just to, and I've shared this before, but who can become a member of USAA and take advantage of the Real Estate Rewards Network? It's a great question. So uh, membership at USAA starts with those who have served. And a lot of times, you know, when you talk about membership, it almost conjures up I don't know, membership at a club where I'm going to pay monthly dues and that kind of thing. You know, that isn't what USAA is about. Our message on that is pretty simple, that the price of membership was paid through service. And so it really is all about the benefits that USAA can can construe back to the members because they're, you know, a member of the association. But so it, it begins with the person that served, you know, so they and, and, and their spouse, let's say, and then uh, downstream their family. And so long as there isn't a break in in the family, that family tree can continue on, you know, forever as long as there's there's not a break in membership. So let's say your grandfather served in the military and he was also a member of USAA. That would mean that you would be eligible to also be a member. So long as my dad did. Well, oh, okay, mom, great, on great. Paternal or paternal. So if my grandfather served, and let's say it was my paternal grandfather, if my dad didn't join, then I'm ineligible. That's what I meant by the break. Okay. So as long as there's no break, that can continue to walk down through the family tree. And even if you don't have uh, a USA member uh, in your immediate family or a veteran in your immediate family, we all know a veteran uh, or an active military um, friend, uh, maybe on social media, that uh, if, you know, if they're not taking advantage of the level of service. And again, I'm a consumer guy. And uh, also as a veteran, I mean, I'm very, very grateful for my membership. And when I compare it kind of apples to apples to the other services that are available, I think it's almost, uh, you know, if, if, if you don't yourself, if you can't yourself or whatever, uh, you don't qualify to become a member, please let your military friends, your veteran friends, your children of military friends, encourage them to make sure they're using USAA. Just again, as a consumer guy, I'm going to tell you that just the quality of service, the benefits, the rates uh, are just superior to anything else that are on the market. So uh, if and, and to the person who's listening to this interview, uh, go ahead and share this uh, conversation on social media so that um, so that friends who can qualify for this can take advantage of it. Um, USA as a whole is a great membership, but specifically the Real Estate Rewards Network is 
extremely valuable, as I've understood it, uh, in terms of making your next real estate transaction go a lot more smoothly. Greg, I'd like to thank you for for answering these questions and uh, for sharing a little bit about um, home buying and selling during the winter. And then, of course, a little bit about how the Rewards Network works. You're welcome, Josh, and happy to do it again sometime. And once again, I'd like to thank Greg Jager from USAA for coming on the show and giving us these great tips. I'd also like to thank USAA, whom I love. I'm a USAA fanboy. Thank you so much for sponsoring this program. Uh, As a military veteran, I love what these guys do. I've visited their headquarters. I've gotten to know several people with USAA. It is a legit great company. So thank you so much, guys, for everything you do. And thank you for your support. So I'm with Val Terizo from the Escape Game Orlando, and we just went through prison break. All right, so Val, you should know that my family and I love escape games, and uh, now tonight we did something a little bit unusual because we usually take the kids, and we've got two boys that are all about escape games. My daughter, she's okay on it, uh, but this time we actually did a triple date, and so we had two other couple friends with my wife and I, and we went through prison break. And that was a very, very cool experience. And so I'm wondering if you can kind of give a spoiler free overview of what prison break is. What's the story behind that one? And then I'd love to share kind of my non-spoiler review of it. Okay, perfect. So prison break is our company's most difficult game. And from a level of difficulty, difficulty, it's a nine out of 10. And it's hard. Yeah, it is. Um, I was able to escape with like less than two minutes left, but um, the reason that this game is so difficult is your team is split up in two different rooms, which is so unconventional compared to other games, Um, but you're still playing with each other. You can't see each other, but you have to use a lot of communication and teamwork to work together to try to escape. Wow. And yeah, that's one thing. And I'm so glad that we had a total of six people because you need all those people. There were some pretty tricky puzzles we've done now. I think this would make our seventh escape game. And there were some really tricky ones that they weren't unsolvable. And I'm so grateful for the clues that would come up from time to time. And I think we ended up with a time uh, of 51 minutes. So that's I think that's pretty good, right? That's really, really good. I mean, most teams, especially with Prison Break, don't ever really escape and kind of escape uh, with about like less than five minutes left. So I think you guys did a really awesome job. Wow. So, all right. So if you've been through escape games and you're ready for a real challenge, bring all your friends, bring your family and try uh, the Prison Break one because that one's really going to test you. Can you tell me about the other rooms that you have, the other escape rooms that you have at uh, the Escape Game Orlando here and we're right on iDrive. We're right across the street from Mangoes, which is a huge, like three-story uh, uh, tropical club across. We can, I don't know if you can hear the little bumping mariachi music behind us, but we're in a real hot spot on iDrive. So, uh, but back to my original question. Sorry, Val. The, uh, I'm, as you can tell, I'm really excited about having just one uh, prison break. But tell me about the other rooms that you have here. All right. So we have three other rooms here in Orlando. The, my personal favorite is Gold Rush. Oh, yeah. yes. So we did Gold Rush in Nashville. Yeah. And, and the person listening to us right now, you can go back and listen to my Nashville vacation podcast. It's, uh, I think, in the month of March. Go listen to that one and listen to my review of Gold Rush. Amazing. 
So I also played in Nashville as well, but we oh, had wow. this. We have the same room here. Yeah. We actually have two um, Gold Rush games, and in that one, you're set in a California gold mine, and you have to try to beat the mob in order in uh, order to find the gold. Yeah. Um, and then we also have Classified. That one kind of has like a military feel. Um, you're set in like the Middle East, and you have to try to find the date, time, and place of a future attack and try to prevent that from happening. Um, another popular one here is Heist, and mm. in that one, um, it, our curator stole a painting, so you have to try to find that painting in order to escape. Yeah, and one thing I'll say about the escape game, because we've we've gone to lots of other escape room places, the one thing that I think is especially great about the escape game Orlando and the escape game Nashville and the other locations uh, is that the theming and the room decoration, uh, it is full-on Hollywood level theme design, theming and design. Um, so, you know, someone, again, you know, having gone through a few, you really kind of, as I was going through, you know, and I'll just say that there are multiple rooms uh, in this one. You're not stuck in one room. You're going to hopefully get out of the original uh, uh, cells and work your way through the original thing. And I'm just looking around going, oh my gosh, they put so much work into these rooms. And I don't know if you could kind of maybe share about that. What makes the escape game unique I, I that's a big one i'd say yeah sure um well we have a team our corporate team and the build team who just works endlessly they do beta testing um in a warehouse where they try it out try these games wow. um and then we put it out into these uh, any of our locations and you know we just spend a lot of time and really focus on the customer experience we really love our brand and our customers and we just want to make sure that people have the best experience possible. So whether that spends hours on building the best game, if that's what it takes to make a customer happy, that's yeah. what we'll do. You know, one thing that I always pay attention to is the pacing of the game. Uh, and a really good game is one where it seems to just really accelerate. You know, oh my gosh, all these things are happening so many different places. And for us, there was never a dull moment uh, as we were working our way through this. Now I'm thankful. I've got, let's see, I've got an engineer and... Uh, He's a doctor of some sort, so he's... <laughs> <so> <laughs> And then, and then the three ladies are, are puzzle masters in their own right, aside from what they do professionally. My wife's a family therapist. I don't. I think she kept us all cool. And <laughs> and so, um, what types of people do you see coming to the escape game? Like uh, that that are, are that that you see have just so much fun here. Okay, so just to go off of that, it amazes me the amount of people and the different people from different backgrounds that come here. We have like corporate groups from every single company. We have families, uh, people from all ages. You have like grandmas, little kids, and it's just great to see them all have fun. And it, it, whether they escape or not, it's just having them like smile and say, oh my God, that was so amazing, so much fun. So really there is no specific age group or type of person, just mm -hmm. anyone can have a great time here. Yeah, so for someone who wants maybe the easiest room that, that you have, and it's not easy, yeah. but um, maybe if, if they want to come and experience their very first escape room, which one would you recommend? Sure, so like you said, they are all challenging, but the least challenging, and we say the more introductory game that you want to go for is either Gold Rush or Classified. Mm, so I yeah. recommend starting with those and then yeah. working your way up to Heist and and then eventually prison break. Wow, wow. And then, okay, and then the last thing is how do people sign up? How do people get here? How do people go through an escape game and experience this for themselves? Because it's so much fun. Okay, so here in Orlando, there's tons of ways to book. The easiest is through our website, orlandoescapegame.com. Yeah. Repeat that one more time, orlandoescapegame.com. On the top right, you'll see a nice button that says book now, and you'll be able to see all our availability, book anytime up to two months out. 
You can also give us a call at 407-501-7222 and we can book gladly over the phone for you. And if you can walk in, depending on our availability, we do do uh, some walk-in bookings. Now, I've got to ask this, Val, is there, are there ever any coupons or discounts or special offers? Sure, so we have ongoing promotion uh, for military, so that is 15% off if uh, the military personnel is paying for the entire party. Um, and then we have Groupon here and there from time to time, so you just have to keep a lookout for Groupon. Yeah. And check it, check it out there. Nice, nice. All right. Val Terizo with the Escape Game Orlando. Thank you so much. We had a blast. I'm so glad you guys came out and I hope you guys can come back again and play our other games. Well, I hope the fun and information I shared with you helps you and gives you a boost as we start a brand new year. If you've loved hearing everything on this podcast, would you take a minute and leave a five-star review in iTunes? By doing so, I, boy, you just, you've made my day. And it really, everyone who's involved in helping produce this, it just, it's, uh, it's the biggest way you could possibly say thank you. Because the higher our rating in iTunes, the more we're noticed. And as always, if you have any specific questions, if there's something you'd like me to hear me talk about and help you save more money, you could drop me a comment in the podcast feedback. I'm going to say your name in the podcast. And look, you're going to be look so good in front of all your friends and family and your kids are going to think you're a rock star. Go ahead and do it. You just call this number 407 407- 205-9250 or you could just join our Facebook group. You could zip me a message via email. You can do that at savingsangel.com and I'd be happy to answer your question, write you back or with your permission, again, share your question or story with the others on this show. With that, thank you so much for listening. Have an amazing 2017 full of saving more, earning more and living more abundantly. Thank you for listening. went through prison break. <laughs>